Hey guys, and welcome back to Grow Theory. I have a very special guest on today, and I'm so excited for you to listen in. Oh my goodness, I feel like I say I'm always excited, but it's true. I really love getting to sit down and have such incredible people to listen to and learn from and gain so many different perspectives when it comes to business. And in today's episode, I got to sit down with Brittany Chantel Jackson. She is a certified public accountant and heads a virtual accounting firm that offers bookkeeping, accounting, and financial coaching services to coaches and creative entrepreneurs. We talked all things finances and you guys, this woman is a straight shooter and in this episode it is loaded with gems. So if you can, I highly encourage you to take notes. If not, you can always come back and listen again. But with all that being said, let's get right into the episode. I'm so excited. Okay, guys, this is going to be an amazing podcast episode. We have my girl, Brittany, on here. She's going to introduce herself and give you the rundown because, honestly, she's just so amazing, and I don't want to mess one thing up, so take it away. Uh, Thank you. Um, Hello, everyone. My name is Brittany. I actually go by my full name, Brittany Chantel Jackson, and I am a certified public accountant out of Michigan. I actually um, passed my last part five years ago, a few days. So the anniversary, me and my family kind of celebrated that. Um, And it's just at this point in my journey, I am pursuing my PhD in accounting at a Big Ten university. And my ultimate goal is to one day be a professor at one of the top tier universities, not only creating new knowledge through my research, but also helping students through their journey of trying to hopefully one day become um, an accountant, no matter what direction they go with that. Um, Some other things about me, I am a beauty and fashion photographer. So not only do I use my analytical brain, but I use my creative brain. So it's always working. I love it. And I, I really love both and I try to use I'm trying to find a way to help creatives thrive on the business side while still bringing my accounting knowledge to the world yes I love it isn't she amazing like what because I'm a creative but I just I need to be more like you where I can bring in those other skills you know what I mean not to be so creative that you're like that broke (laughs) creative (laughs) That's what we all need to work on. And so I'm so excited to have you here. And so I'm just going to jump right into our questions because I know you have so much value to give and I don't want to waste no time. So the very first question that I have for you is what is one thing you wish all entrepreneurs knew when starting their own business? What is one thing financially that you see them doing wrong? You're like, oh my, what is going on? You know, like help us out, help us to avoid these mistakes. And if we had made these mistakes, what can we do? What can we do? (laughs) Yeah. One of the biggest things I wish um, all entrepreneurs knew, there's more to the financial side of your business than paying taxes. I think that's like always people's forefront. It's like, oh, how can I decrease my tax bill? And the number one thing I think about is like, you haven't even made any money. So you have no revenue to even be taxed. So why is that kind of like your main focus right now versus of thinking backwards and saying, okay, what do I love to do and how can I monetize that? And if I'm struggling right now with it, what is the struggles that I'm facing? Um, One of the other things that I wish everyone knew is 
every purchase that you make isn't an investment. I, I noticed that a lot of people use the term, oh, return on investment, return on investment. But it's like some things is just an expense. Like you, you, you spent $30 or however much Canva is on a yearly basis, a hundred something plus dollars. You, you spent that money and be okay with it. Like if you aren't really using it at all points of your business, it's probably just an expense versus, um, people, especially when running a new business, are very stuck in the coaching realm and trying to find that coach and trying to find the course that's going to help them scale their business before they even have an idea. And then you're just sitting on this $997 investment or expense where you actually aren't even really using it. So two things that I guess for me would be knowing that there's more to running your business and paying taxes and, and understanding that as you develop and grow, you should really be focusing on how to increase your revenue, decrease your expenses so you can overall increase your profit, but then also realizing that everything that you purchase in your business isn't an investment and some things are just expenses. Dang, that's so good. That's so good. I'm over here like, I'm so glad that I'm recording this because I was about to start taking notes. <laughs> but I was like, no, it's okay. I recorded this. I, that is so good. So I was going to ask you a question later, but I'm actually going to ask it now because you made up, uh, you brought up the point about you don't, you don't even have profit yet, which is so funny, but it's so true. You know, we'll, we'll have all this stuff mapped out and it's like you have zero money in the bank. So how does one start to plan how can they plan for profit if, if that's that's the yeah. ultimate goal? Like, how can one actually have that at the forefront of their master plan for their business? So I like to work backwards. And by working backwards is kind of twofold. It's the fact that you want to have profit within your business, but ultimately you also want to pay yourself. So the typical entrepreneur is in two worlds um, where is I'm working a nine to five and this is my side hustle that hopefully I want to ultimately make into a full-time business or I've left the nine to five and I'm working a full-time business um, for the concept of where I want to have like kind of talk with this conversation. And you have to think about okay if i'm currently being paid simple math a thousand dollars at my job pre-tax so before all of the taxes come out benefits etc i'm getting paid a thousand dollars and i'm sustaining that in my life then that needs to be in your equation as well and i think sometimes people forget about that and they're like oh well i just need to get a thousand dollars each month in my business and I can take care of myself. But it's like, but now your business has zero dollars within it because you're taking all of your profit and actually using it for your personal needs. So I like to say, okay, if I know I need a thousand dollars to sustain my house and I also wanna have $2,000 in my business. So that means that I need to keep $3,000. So that means that my expenses is for example, if my expenses are $500 for the month, then that means I need to make $3,500. And then once you understand what your business structure is, now you can divide that out. So if you, for example, as a photographer, if I'm charging $35 for a photo shoot, that's too small for my math. I was doing simple math. If I'm charging 350, let's let's up it You're up like, for photographers. Oh, no. You should not you should not be doing $35. But 350, then you know 3500 divided by 350 tells you how many shoots that you potentially would need to do for the month. So that's 10. And then if you want to sell a product, then the same concept can kind of work, but overall it's starting with the end in mind and working up to your revenue versus starting with revenue and then now trying to piece the puzzle together to figure out what your profit is going to be. 
No, I think that's amazing because I know when I first started with photography, I didn't even know what I needed to make. You know, I had a job, but I was like, ooh, like I'm rich, you know, and I, you know, I would spend, I would, I would charge, you know, a certain number on shoots, but then I'd be like, why am I not like, you know, this is not a lot, you know, you start to realize what your goal is and then you realize okay now i know what i need to charge and and all that good stuff so i'm so happy that you uh that you touched on that and just um not to cut you off but just to piggyback also notice that when you are starting your business you potentially have the two biggest things would be for coaches it would be obviously coaching and courses but for photographers it would be your camera equipment your lighting and everything that goes into it so you're spending a lot at the initial front end of your business so you're kind of starting your business in a loss so you're trying to dig yourself out of that loss before you can even just break even and convert over into profit so that was the same thing with me like i'm doing all of these photo shoots but i'm like why am i not really seeing that big of a change but it's like well you just spent all this money on the 1DX Mark II, you you got some lights, you're renting out a studio, you're doing all of the, you got new lenses. And when you sit back, you're like, wow, I just spent like $10,000 on three items. <laughs> and now I'm trying to figure out how to recover that so that I can make a profit. So I think that's another probably misconception that a lot of new entrepreneurs have is you probably are going to have a loss because you're making that big purchase at the forefront. But once you really start understanding how to get to the break even point, you'll see when you're converting over into profit. And that's one of the other reasons why I think taxes at the initial, initial part is something that when people focus on, it's like you're at a loss. You're not going to pay taxes because you haven't made no money for them to tax. So (laughs) Um, it kind of all ties back together. I love that. No, I absolutely love that. I wanted to ask, um, kind of this ties in with that, is how should someone establish their business structure then, you know, so that their mental is already there? Because I think sometimes, especially with creative entrepreneurs, we just like, we're ready, you know, we listen to a few podcasts, we saw a few YouTube videos, (laughs) we have the answers. And then when you're in the midst of it, in the thick of it, it's like a month in, you're like, man, get me out. (laughs) So what would you advise um, to really kind of plan that structure? out so i for the business structure way i'm gonna answer the question isn't from the legal side so when it comes to the whole description or conversation about should you do an llc or s corp it really should be a personal conversation you have with a lawyer as well as a cpa because the lawyer is going to look at it from the legal perspective and the CPA should look at it from the tax perspective. Um, there's a huge misconception that, oh, an LLC is a tax structure and it's not, it's a legal structure. Because at the end of the day, the money that you make through your LLC is going to pass through to your actual just personal versus the S Corp is a little different, but there's more complex things that come with it. So when it comes to the business structure, when I'm thinking about it from a business and account perspective is what can you handle and what is your capabilities and your time limits so 
as um and i'm using the photographer as an example because i know you are a photographer um you could do photo shoots you can rent out your equipment if you have your own studio you can rent out your studio you can make ebooks you can sell luts like there's so many different pieces that can establish a business and the structure that you have so i think that initially as a photographer you should build your skill set and obviously the photo shoots is the best way of doing that and then once you have the trust and build who you are as an individual then you can start venturing out into products or into I don't shoot all the time. Like I'm blessed as a photographer that I don't have to shoot all the time. Like for me, my photography definitely is a glorified hobby that I just really enjoy doing, but hopefully soon I will make some big money off of it. But every time my photography goes to a new level, I go back to school. It's, it's, I sort of the correlated, I don't understand, <laughs> but um, that is something that for me, I do have equipment that I have rented out to other photographers because of the fact that I'm not shooting all the time. So I think that when you're as an entrepreneur trying to figure out how to structure your business, say, what can I handle? And then once I master that and I actually see that that business line is profitable, if I want to add something else, add to it. But don't just create a business because you see someone else doing it and then realize that you're never going to see the field full picture of what they're doing. So make sure that your decisions for how you're structuring your business legally, but also internally aligns with who you are as an individual. Yeah, no, I think that is so important because it's like, I know I'm guilty of wanting to do it all at once. And then it's like, yo, you need to sleep. You know what I mean? And so, mm -hmm. and you're right. When you look at other people and what they're doing, you don't know all that is behind that. Like what's in the front, you know what I mean? They're dealing with family. They're dealing with, you know, rent. They're dealing mm -hmm. with COVID. So it's like, you know, this year especially kind of showed us like, it is important to kind of get that structure in place and see what you can truly handle. I did want to ask a question because it's funny. So I was um, mentoring someone over the weekend mm -hmm. on photography and, uh, you know, she had set up her stuff. She's so excited, but she is new. Right. And so mm -hmm. she was telling me that um, she doesn't have a separate account for her, her finances mm -hmm. to come in. Right. What do you have to say to people who start making money and it just goes straight to their Chase account that collects their cash from, you know, maybe their side hustle or their nine to five? Like what, what do you have to say about that? Yes. I know you're a pro, <laughs> I have thoughts, but I want to hear it from you. You should separate your business from personal at all points in time. Um, and especially before you take that leap to legally structure your business, it doesn't mean that you can't already have the back end of your business set up. So when it comes to setting up a business bank account, obviously you need to be actually recognized as a business, have your EIN. But if you don't have that just yet, create a separate savings account within your current bank account. And by doing that, when someone pays you, put that money into that account. So um, for me, my initials are BSJ. So when I started, ooh, wee, that's 10 years ago. 10 years ago, when I, I fell in love with photography, I just went with like, you know, everybody go with their name. So it was Brittany Chantel Jackson Photography. And in my actual, wow, in my actual um, credit union, I have an account called BSJ. So I just made sure that all of the money that I was making for there just went into there. Now, when it comes to the actual accounting business with my father, we have a completely separate 
bank account within my credit union. All the money goes there. We have a separate PayPal account. And we make sure that in our QuickBooks, it is 100% separate because that is a legal business where for BSJ is for me, it's just easier to keep it in the checking account. So I think it's very, very important that as someone just starting out, if you do not establish the business just yet, because you're still trying to find your way, at least have that savings account that's associated with the business. And then if you are paying yourself for that, as crazy as this might sound, email yourself saying this is a payment for xyz or go on zoom and have a recording meeting with yourself saying that today is payday and you're getting 500 dollars because you want to make sure you keep records of that just in case um it may be questioned in the future like there's just and it's so true there's just so many things going in and out all these different systems it's like <laughs> They want us to fail i'm convinced but yeah like and that that's like that's one of the things that i've noticed like on like all seriousness like i had a client and they had so many different like credit cards and debt and all of this and i'm just like how and then they forgot about it like and that's the thing so like for me i like my background is auditing so i financial statement audits not tax audit so i was the person that after the bookkeeper the business put everything together we would go in and basically see in a in a lamest term if they were telling the truth or not so mm -hmm. i do have that backwards type of mentality is when i'm going into people's bank statements and everything, I'm always auditing. Like, it's weird because like as a bookkeeper, it's just like classify it, keep it moving, blah, blah, blah. But I'm always have a questioning mind to be like, something ain't connected and something is right. off. So I'm going through stuff and I'm like, okay, this doesn't map to the information you gave us. Like, what is this? And they're like, oh, snap. Yeah, we got another credit card. Just And I'm just like, Oh, no. So, so yeah, so that's one of the things that we, I definitely, definitely realize is the fact that because people use so many systems or kind of when they're trying to make it through, they're just swiping away, hoping to make the money back, right. it becomes very overwhelming. And then the other piece is the fact that people forget that the business is a business mm -hmm. um, and is a separate entity. So they will the business will be in the, in the hole and that and that's one of the real problems is like they'll be like okay i just need to make a thousand dollars and it's like but you don't because and, and i'm trying to find a way not to like be mean and say like hey you're not building wealth if you're taking all of the money out of the business like i'm trying to find a nice way to make a post like that <laughs> no give it to us <laughs> i love how straight shooter you are i'm like oh I'll read your stuff and I'm like, say, I say it before I even read it sometimes. I'm like, I know I have to, I know I'm going to need this. And I'm like, dang, that was so deep. And then I'm like thinking about it driving to a shoot and I'm like, oh. Like everything should be priced into your price. Like you have direct costs and you have indirect costs that people don't think about. So you're driving to a shoot, that should be priced in your price. You emailing people, that should be priced in it. The system, if you are like, even with the scheduling system, if you know that the scheduling system costs $20 a month and I'm expecting to have five shoots a month, then that's $4 per shoot that should be priced into into that so people don't price their stuff right because they don't actually know how much their business co is costing them so right. they're just picking a number out of the air and then ain't making yeah. no money because in reality it costs way more than what that random number out the air is 
yeah. people don't look as look at creatives as businesses they they look at us as creatives because that's how we present ourselves to people so all they think of is like you just click your camera you're just sears and jc pennies and they're like but sears and jc penny prices the utilities that they're using they price the rental of the mall that they're at all of that is included in the little um, in the very standard photo that you get <laughs> um but yeah so it's, it's those where you have you you when it comes to like your next photo shoot take the time and actually time track what you're doing and see like how much time if i'm using for administrative on this client how much am i doing on the day of the photo shoot and how much am i doing after the photo shoot so that you can see like okay yeah they paid me x amount of money but then when i divide it by however many hours i invested Am I making more than minimum wage? Oh my God. <laughs> this is so good. Like, I love, I love it. I love it. Cause you never, I swear like, this is not out here. Okay. Like, I mean, it is, but it's not like out here, out here. You know what I mean? So this is mm -hmm. so good. So helpful. Um, so I know, you know, accounting and all that good stuff. And so what are some tools that we can do to help you help us? Because I know when taxes and hits people, give y'all migraine and we give ourselves migraines and it's just, you know, and it always is last minute. It's just not healthy. So what are some tools that you think people could really attach to or help themselves throughout the year? So it's not like I'm going to kill myself once the tax season hits, you know? Yeah. Um, the number one thing is don't wait to the last minute. Um, especially as new entrepreneurs um, and creatives, it's definitely still that DIY stage where I'm doing it myself. I don't think I'm making enough money to hire somebody to handle my bookkeeping, so I'm keeping it myself. But the one thing that I realize is people don't realize how much money they're spending and what's going in and out their business. Like you have your bank account, you have your multiple credit cards that you might be dealing with, you have multiple payment methods that you're using. If you're collecting cash, that's even more complicated. And one of the things when I sit down and talk to people that are interested in hiring us, once we get into it, I'm like, okay, well, how many transactions do you have a month? And they're like, I don't know. And I'm like, okay so then well, how many payment processes are you using and it gets very very complicated so i think one of the things is to really keep a track of all the tools that you are using to collect money and spending money in your business so that when it's time to come to a cpa or to your tax preparer it's not just like oh here's all of my receipts but you actually have everything organized and one of the misconceptions that people think is like oh i could just give you my bank statements and it's like no your bank statements aren't detailed like nobody is going to the bank depositing a 500 deposit for a photo shoot they're either sending it to you on paypal or stripe or i don't know I mean, Square technically isn't for business. Well, Square is for business. Cash App isn't supposed to be for business. But, you know, they're using all of these different apps. And that's where the real transaction happens. And then it gets transferred to your bank account. So I think um, if you are just starting off, you can use Excel because it's simple if you know how to use that and create a formula for you. Or you can use things like QuickBooks or Wave that helps you keep it very organized. But the problem is even with using those softwares, if you don't add in all of your different sources that money is coming in, it still probably isn't going to be as accurate as if a CPA or a bookkeeper is doing it for you who knows how to organize everything. So 
overall, make sure you have your receipts, um, have all your payment processors, records available, and actually understand how to explain your business to somebody. I think that is really shocking when you ask someone like, okay, well, what expenses do you have? And then they're not 100% sure. And it's like, but money's leaving. So you, you should know if you have Photoshop, you should know if you have Canva, you should know if you're using um, later and it's charging you whatever you're using your business. I think you should know, but you'll be surprised how many people forget um, where all their money is going, especially when you're trying to do 12 months in a few days. Wow. Oh, so many good things. Oh my goodness. I was like reaching for my pen to write. And I'm <laughs> like, no, Tina, like we literally, it's recording. That is so, so good. Cause I know when I first started, I thought Cash App and Venmo was like, this is good. This is it. Luckily I've uh, glowed up and I have, you know, my own systems where it's through the same thing. And, but mm -hmm. I think that is such a good point. Cause a lot of people really do think that that's fine. And it actually is more confusing at the end of the day when you're like, wait, what was this for babysitting? Was this for like, was this for my mom? Was this for the cleaner? You know, whatever. <laughs> Whatever it is, it really can get lost in the sauce for real. So that is so helpful. And I was going to ask you a question about, you know, those people who think, oh, I can just do my bookkeeping, keeping myself. I don't need an accountant. I can just, you know, go on one of these apps and just do it last minute. But I think you pretty much answered why that's not cute. <laughs> no, and, and the thing is, like, I can say there's benefits and risks to DIYing or to hiring somebody else because, when it comes to, of course, from my perspective, I am going to say hire an expert. Like if you don't know how to retouch, you're probably going to hire a retoucher. If you struggle with um, doing makeup, you're probably going to hire a makeup artist. So if you aren't strong in doing bookkeeping, why do people second guess hiring a professional to help them? Because it's, again, it's all about the time. And think of it this way. If you charge $350 an hour for a photo shoot, and doing your bookkeeping each month, let's keep it simple, it's just two hours. That's $700 that you could be making on a photo shoot. And if the bookkeeper costs less than $700, then you're still gonna be making more than the $700 you could have lost by trying to do it yourself. And I, and I realize sometimes people don't think of it that way because they're just like, oh no, I, I can't hire somebody to help me with that. And it's like, but you can. And then once the, your bookkeeper actually gets to know your business, the back and forth actually really limits because most of the time your transactions are the same. Like if we know that you're, you have photo shoot, you have a LUT and you have an ebook, we, it's cool. Those are all your revenues that are coming into your business. Perfect. You have all these same expenses. Perfect. And then if something was to happen, you should obviously be in communication and say, Hey, I got a big purchase or something coming in. Um, and then it's just running smoothly and you don't have to think too much about it. One of the things that we do with our client is we meet with them monthly to go over all of the different transactions and to show them the changes in their revenue and their expenses, as well as their assets and everything on the balance sheet. So they could visually see what's happening in their business because, um, it's great when you see a big amount of revenue come in, but then when you tell them, well, you just invested $20,000 in coaching and training just in 2020 alone, 
it, it, it's a little bit of a shocker to people because it's the one thing I've seen is easy to swipe your credit card and not think about it. And then when you put it all in one spot, you're like, whoa. So that's one of the, like, the benefits is you are able to use the time that you would have DIY to actually make money and generate more revenue in your business. But then, of course, some of the cons are bringing that person up to um, speed. You have to trust the person to make sure they're actually going to do what they're supposed to be doing for your business and competency like everybody you don't need credentials to be a bookkeeper like yes you need credentials and education to be a cpa but anybody can just start a bookkeeping business so you have to kind of take that risk and make sure that the person understands your industry because every industry is different like the examples that i use today are definitely more photographer based but even if i was to go and go to a boutique owner that's a totally different mindset when it comes to their accounting because are you wholesale or are you in-house making your goods? And that's a whole different way of calculating your cost of goods sold. Um, and of course, with my experience, I, I have that, but not everybody does. And that was not to toot my horn. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't know if they came out right, but it's definitely, <laughs> but it's definitely important where like everyone's industry is different. So if you are DIYing it and you don't truly understand how your business works just yet, you could be missing important things in your business right. because you're doing it yourself. No, for real. I love that. What advice would you have for people who would, they're like, okay, I'm listening. You sold me like, you know, and let's say they want, they're like, I really need to invest in somebody mm -hmm. professional to help me because I'm a mess. You know, what, what tips would you give them in, in finding someone maybe local or even with working with you? Like what tips would you give them to spot out a legit person um, that can really understand them and, and really comb through everything to make their life easier? Um, you know, everybody's favorite word when it comes to starting a business, Instagram, or YouTube, whatever is niching down. And it really does apply. Like when it comes to trying to hire a bookkeeper, you want to make sure they are within your niche. Because if you are a travel company and you're doing travel, but you're hiring a bookkeeper that really only works with business coaches there's going to be a disconnect because the expenses are completely different the transactions that you're dealing with is completely different so you want to ask the question of what is your current current clientele and what expertise do you have within helping me as an entrepreneur in whatever industry that you're in and then also ask them like is this a hourly project that you do or is it just a flat fee um you also want to kind of see well how are you running your business um what right. systems are like it's because it's still a business like as a bookkeeper you the, um most of them are running for themselves and entrepreneurs themselves so it is a business like what systems do you have in place um do you need someone that you want to be readily available to you or is it just so we talk once a month on a call and then good luck for the next 30 days so you want to make sure that if you are looking to hire somebody think of it as like hiring somebody even though this is an outsourced um, entity you still want to make sure they mesh with who you are as a person so if you know that you're not a person that likes to email and the person is like i'm an emailer that may not be a good fit for you or if you're a person that is like i want you to have some type of social media presence because i really like to connect with people on social media then you want to find that fit um but overall, you really want to make sure that they're within your niche and they have experience in your needs and to understand how you're going to be billed, um, because that can be a huge difference between um, 
a good investment versus a bad one. So good. (laughs) (laughs) I have nothing to say here. She's a genius and saving a lot of our lives out here. I love it. Now you already know, I love to ask all my guests this question. What is your growth theory? Oh, mine. Um, I'm going to be cheesy and go with our name. So um, my father, Lionel, and I have a business called Intrinsic Accounting. And intrinsic um, basically means from within and internally driven. And my growth theory is the way that you succeed is that you are intrinsically motivated to, to make the change that you want. And the extrinsic or the external money and stuff is just a byproduct of you fulfilling your purpose. Um, I have been able to grow in the areas that I chose because I genuinely just love doing it. And it's a way of giving back. So I think that once you find inside of you, your purpose and your why, and what's going to make you move, regardless if the needle doesn't, that's the best way of growing. Y'all, she's preaching. Okay. (laughs) That was so beautiful. I'm over here like, let me take some more notes just from that little portion. I'm inspired for the week. Praise God. I love it. I love it. Okay. You got to let these people know where they can find you because you're spectacular. This girl, I know she's going to shout out her social, but like I literally save all of her stuff. All of her stuff. Please tell us where, where we can find you. If they want more information about you, take it away. So um, when it comes to the accounting side, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, um, intrinsic accounting, Twitter, you can't have accounting. So it's intrinsic CPA. Um, but, um, it will definitely be in the show notes. Um, but definitely yeah. intrinsic accounting. And then when it comes to my photography side it is, I am Brittany Chantel. I, I really just am excited to connect with people. And my, my main goal in this world is to shake up the industry not destroy it, but really rebuild it in a way that people aren't afraid of the numbers and understanding that the numbers are your foundation of your business. And once you really understand the financial side of your business, everything else becomes a little bit easier because then you can figure out where to invest your time and your energy because you know what's going to actually bring that profit number up because hopefully that's everybody's goal is to you know increase your profit just a little bit in your business yes yay i'm so happy (laughs) that you came on this that you came i'm on i feel honored quite frankly thank you awesome thank you for coming on today and y'all hit her up okay that's all thank you for the invite i definitely appreciate even just thinking about me it means a lot (laughs) oh you're so welcome well that's a wrap all right you guys that's all we have for today if you want to learn more about Brittany and her services do check out the show notes i'm putting all of her helpful resources and everything you would need to know about her down there but once again thank you so much for tuning in it means a lot